Okay, check, check. Perfect. All right. Uh, welcome to A Grand Reflection. And before anything, you're probably wondering, why now? <laughs> why a podcast um, at the end of a pandemic when everybody is kind of getting out and about more and things are starting to get back to normal and jobs are opening up and uh, people are going away from their homes? You know, why not start a podcast uh, three months ago um, when everybody had all that time and were bored out of their minds in their houses? Um, or even uh, better, why not start it January 1st uh, at the beginning of a new decade? Um, and if I'm honest, uh, I thought I was going to for both of those times. Um, it's funny podcasts seem to have a, a set structure um, there's like this intro music and then there's this uh, kind of quick little blurb a lot of times you know like a, a preview thing and then uh, there's like the intro like hey I'm here today with such and such we're going to talk about this thing and then um, and you kind of go on from there and it usually has a bigger structure beyond that you know like a okay, this is a once a week podcast, it's always 30 minutes or, you know, that sort of thing. And um, there's also sort of this expectation that there would be transitions and cuts and uh, that it'd be real polished, that it would sound like it's from a studio or um, something like that. And um, to be honest, it it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot to try to figure all that out at once. And... Um, it, it, it's interesting how it goes because like you, you set this date and you go like okay well I'm gonna do it uh, January 1st and you kind of prepare things and you get kind of what you think you're gonna say and then you record it and then you look at it and you bring it onto the computer and you try to polish it up and you're like oh my gosh there's a lot more work than I expected <laughs> and um, and then all of a sudden January 2nd's there and you're like well shoot now I missed like the meaningful start you know and, and then you like try to figure out okay well maybe what if I do one uh, and I like tool it a little bit and I could do like, I don't know, Valentine's Day or something. And then that doesn't happen. And then you move forward and it's like, okay, well, shoot. When is going to be the right time now? Now that I feel like I am ready for it. And um, it's interesting too, because that even happened with the pandemic. It was like, oh my gosh, now is the time. Now or never. Like, oh, here's the time. Everybody's going to have room to listen. And uh, I have all this time to... Uh, put it together and make it work and um and that didn't happen either and you know it's interesting i think some of it is the technical end but a lot of it is that that deep want that is within all of us to make something cohesive to to make it meaningful to have it fit this uh narrative of our life and uh, we do this with anything um, we want things to be neatly arranged. We want them to play out like the movies. Uh, we don't like dead ends or, or things that we can't find purpose in. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. We do that all the way to the point of, uh, you know, changing our history um, in the ways that we will retell a story and, and kind of workshop it um, or the ways that we will um, have our past inform our future, the ways that we view what our future should be. Um, we're constantly making stories. And, uh, you know, I don't think that that's actually wrong. Um, in fact, I don't think that it's possible to not do, to be honest. Um, it is what marks us as human beings. 
um, if on one end we were uh, these perfectly calculating robots, um, there wouldn't be story making, right? Uh, it would just be a here's the stimulus and here's the response, um, plug and chug, literally, you know, formula. And uh, if we were animals, the same kind of thing wouldn't happen. Uh, it would just be pure instinct, right? You know, we would receive environmental stimulus and response. And uh, there's something about being human that puts us in between those two, that we have this logic and we have this emotion and um, it causes us to uh, have this need to find meaning and to connect ourselves to the past and the future um, within our present. And uh, yeah, again, I don't think that that's a bad thing and I don't think that's something that we can avoid. Um, and I think that uh, there can be damage, but it's in an insidious way, right? Because it's not that we're telling stories that, that stops us from action. It's, it's actually the fear that there wouldn't be a story. Um, it, that's the weight that paralyzes us, right? Um, the, the need to be perfect is really a need to make our lives meaningful um, and this fear that they wouldn't be if we don't make them that way. Um, if we don't line it up perfectly, if we don't get everything exactly as it should be, um, then it's like uh, we're wasting this life. Like we're not, um, we're not being what we could be. Um, and I think there's this tremendous weight that we put on ourselves and on each other um, because of these stories uh, that we are afraid we aren't going to inhabit. Um, and I've experienced that myself. Uh, when I was 17, I got this really bad blood bacteria. And the end result of that was about a decade of uh, pretty heavy chronic fatigue. I couldn't, um, could hardly hold a job. I, I couldn't get out of bed half the time. Uh, I. I was canceling on people all the time for social gatherings and um, that was a weird place because my mental capacities were pretty close to the same um, and so I would be stuck in bed and I would just be stuck to my thoughts just thinking about all these different things, you know, thinking about my life, thinking about the lives of others, the ways that we structure society, the, the ways um, that we... Uh, try to find truth and understanding and uh, all this stuff swirling through my head and I get all these ideas about ways uh, to, to kind of act against that to take a stand and then action would never come because I was just so dead tired um, but to be honest there was another side of it too that was this side of a, a fear of um, not having enough energy to make it good enough um, like that I would somehow dishonor these truths that I found by not enacting them in the right way. Um, you know, so I would go like, okay, well maybe one day I'll do this thing about this stuff, uh, but I don't have the energy for that right now. Or, or I don't have the energy to, to make that into a good narrative. And so I would do nothing. And, um, you know, I don't blame myself for that. I don't blame any of us for not taking action, but um, it's interesting how deep that kind of mindset goes. I mean, even now as I'm doing this podcast, I'm like, thinking of it in my head like you know is this going to be meaningful is this going to be good enough and um again it it just it seeps in so i i had that go on for about a decade a decade of this like kind of thinking and not doing and then um i do a diet change and it totally knocks out the chronic fatigue and all of a sudden i have all this energy and so i just hit the ground running i it's like trying to make up for lost time i 
get two jobs all of a sudden. I'm going to like every social gathering I can. I'm reading all these books that I can because now all of a sudden my eyes aren't getting tired. And, um, and I just spend all my time going, 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 going. And I have the energy for it. And I'm so used to pushing myself so far to the edge because I didn't have energy reserves that I just know how to get straight to that reserve. And I go straight to that reserve all the time. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, this is about where I was at when um, the coronavirus hit. And then all of a sudden, just like everybody else, I'm forced to stop. And so I find myself at home and all of a sudden it, it, it's like when it was before, except it isn't, you know, because I have all this energy and I have this vibrancy and there's no outlet, there's no way to take advantage of it or to, you know, and I feel like I'm wasting it. it, it in fact, it feels like even worse, like at least when I had the chronic fatigue, I had an excuse for not doing anything, you know? I, I just couldn't and now it's like ah you know I can't I can't ah I gotta do something and um, and that slowly gave way to this realization um, that there was nothing to be done and this realization of my own human limits and I think that we all kind of went through this with uh, with the onset of the coronavirus was like man this is something that I can't change this is something that I'm not in control of and this is something that is bigger than me and um, that caused a lot of really tough thinking and I didn't do anything those first few weeks. Um, it was mostly just zoning out and mostly just kind of coming to terms with. Um, but uh, in another sense, it was really refreshing because it was there, it was right in front of you. You knew why you felt bad, you know? <laughs> and it was like, uh, you knew what was in front of you and what was causing it. And uh, and so it was kind of cool to double down and really like think those hard thoughts and think those hard questions. And um, and I, I found myself kind of coming out of it and with this renewed sense of hope and this renewed sense of excitement because it was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, okay, this is like what I had before, except now I have energy to do something when the time comes and everybody else is on board with me. I'm not in this alone this time. Like I'm not in this with these, with these thoughts of um, maybe we should be doing something differently or, or maybe um, something needs to change, but everybody's here with me. And, uh, and that was so exciting. I felt so connected. Um, there was a lot of fear during that time, but there was also like a ton of just like camaraderie and a ton of connection to the people around me. I just remember how many times it was just like a wave with somebody else. It, was, it, it felt so good. Um, that we were all seeing each other as human beings and that we were all seeing each other as in it together. Um, but that quickly gave way, right? Like, like uh, people got tired, people got fatigued. Um, and, uh, you know, talk started happening of opening back up again. And um, a lot of people just kind of jumped on that, which I, I don't blame that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, but I wasn't really in that spot yet. And so it seemed like stuff was starting to die down and be over it. I felt like I'd just kind of come to terms with everything and I was ready to think of a different way of breathing and living. And now it was like this drive for everything to go back to like quote unquote normal, whatever that was. And, and to like get back to the things that we were doing before. And it felt really disheartening because it was like, I thought, I thought we were in this together. I thought, um, you know, change was coming and and it was especially hurtful because I thought like, man, if a global pandemic doesn't change us, then what is going to, you know, it felt so hopeless. 
Um, and that's kind of where I was at when the protests started. And then the protests happened and, and stuff just starts gaining momentum like crazy. Out of nowhere, there's like, you know, all 50 states are protesting. People are talking to each other, even though their political values are totally different. They're like on the same page, or if not on the same page, at least having conversation. And um, there's like these really deep dives and realistic looks into it. And like people really wanting to learn more and understand more and see more. And um, it's just beautiful. And, you know, I keep seeing it happen and I'm getting so excited because it's not this quick trending thing that's going away. It seems to be something that is sustained and continued. Um, And it's something that's needed. Um, And it's not to say it's the only thing that's needed, but it does seem like a first spark. And I'm really excited for that. Um, It does seem like going back to a, uh, you know, sort of original sins of the country kind of thing. Um, It makes sense that this would be a a starting point. But I do see it as a starting point, as a spark um, that hopefully can bring a lot of bigger, more lasting change as far as um, not just policies and not just ways of running the country, but ways of thinking and ways of being, uh, ways of connecting with each other. And um, I do see a couple of big challenges there. Um, Just going back to how I uh, had my struggles on both ends um, with either um, this deep level of understanding and feeling the weight of issues uh, or of um, injustices or whatever, and uh, then having this heavy fatigue and inability to act, or on the other end, this kind of assuming that I already have it figured out and doing this heavy uh, sort of moving, 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 going, 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 and um, and and kind of doing that with a uh, a blindness, with a sort of automatic uh, not filled kind of way of doing it. So, um, these two things, these two sides, uh, they're really hard to bring together. It's really hard to, um, feel something fully and act on it fully as well. And I think that that's the challenge that we have, uh, facing us is, is how do we not get fatigued on one or the other side? And how do we, um, stay present and stay focused at the same time. And I think that it really involves fundamentally changing the ways that we go about living and breathing the world and the ways that we find new information, the ways that we connect with each other. Um, and I think that there there are kind of these sort of three lenses to look at it through. Um, so I wanna just kind of go over those real quick and um, and kind of get an overhead view of, of what it would mean to um, to have this sort of different way of being in the world. I mean, I think that starts with exploring truth. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, to dive deep into a variety of sources, uh, trusting that there's good in them to be found, um, and trusting that, uh, that we won't re- reach the end of our understanding, but that there's always more to explore, there's always another path to go off of. Um, and another lens is connecting to love, right? Um, by, uh, by loving ourselves, loving each other, loving the world. Um, that allows us to let go of our biases and our fears. Um, it allows us to have a more open mind to the opinions of others, to the ideas of others. 
um, to different ways of thinking and breathing and living, um, it ultimately opens us up to uh, be able to explore more and find more truth. And then finally, I think the third uh, little lens to look at this through is uh, immersing in beauty. Um, and what that looks like is just allowing ourselves to be present, allowing ourselves to take a step back from time to time um, and just kind of sit with uh, whatever we find and to allow ourselves to feel our emotions and to feel our senses. Um, so that's, you know, both the rough stuff and the very amazing and good stuff, you know, to um, to uh, breathe in deep, to, to feel our bodies and uh, to let ourselves go beyond words. Um, because there's so many things that go beyond words, you know? Uh, so I think that with these three things, exploring in truth, connecting to love, and immersing in beauty, um, they do kind of all go hand in hand and all kind of intermix with each other. I don't think that there's ever a time where you're just really truly doing one of them, um, but they do amplify each other. Um, if you have all three of them working together, I believe that there is a very uh, beautiful springing forth of uh, connection and truth and uh, in beauty that, that self-amplify. Um, and I think what it takes for that feedback loop to happen is, is a few things. I think it takes a recognizing that it's okay to be wrong, um, that it's okay to be awkward, and that it's just okay to be. Um, I think it takes a boldness uh, to adopt that sort of patterning, to, to let go of the things that hold us back, to let go of the fears, to let go of the uh, feelings that things might not be okay. Um, and it takes a trusting, it takes a deep trusting that uh, there is good out there to be found, that um, the unexpected things and the challenging things are probably the most worthy things to dive deeper into because that's where we're gonna find new truths and new understandings um, that uh, to trust that uh, if we're comfortable um, we might not be growing, we might not be learning new things, but if we're uncomfortable, um, then that's where life is found, that's where expansion is found, that's where connection is found, um, and that's where we get rid of our preconceived ideas, that's where we find new pathways and new ways of moving forward in this world that's so uncertain, um, but it does take us doing it together. And so with that idea, I think that it also takes the assumption that everybody has something to give, that there are understandings that we can never know alone, um, but that we are all in this together. And it takes understanding that there is always going to be more under the surface and understanding that it is all connected, that nobody is an island and that no subject is an island, but that everything interweaves together into uh, this place that we live in, that we breathe in, um, that nobody's alone, that no topic's alone, um, but that there, there are threads reaching out in endless possible directions, and that we can always grab hold of those and see the ways that things that we thought weren't related are actually related, that there are ways for us to have things that seem totally uh, off in the distance, um, that there's ways to look at those things and let them inform whatever's right in front of us. And I think that that's where this podcast comes in, is recognizing that the broader we can make our connections and um, our understandings and our fields of 
uh, expertise or whatever, the, the more we can um, pool together our resources, so to speak, the more we can find new ways of encountering and solving uh, the problems we face, the more we can uh, get a, a broader, more connected view, a more loving view, a more beautiful view of the world around us. So uh, I just want to go over real quick uh, what a grand reflection means. Um, so there's two words there. Uh, the first one is grand. And so grand is uh, has two definitions. One of them means, uh, like, you know, if you have a grand old time, uh, it means like merry, happy, uh, fun, beautiful, wondrous, uh, it, it kind of all that's in the mix. And then the second definition of grand, which is a lot less common, is um, kind of how you would see it with a grand staircase or a grand piano or a grand ballroom. Um, it's the main one, the big one, uh, the most important one is what it means. So. Uh, so you have those two definitions and then if you go to reflection um, there's also two definitions there there's uh, the one which is uh, you know like a mirror a uh, bouncing back of light and uh, the second one is uh, more mental right like uh, to ruminate on something to reflect on it so when you bring those two things together you have a grand reflection can mean either a a beautiful reflection of light or sorry <laughs> I used the own definition in there a, a beautiful bouncing back of light um, which I think is applicable because it's the idea of uh, letting what we have shine forth um, so that others can see it and react to it um, of uh, shining a light on one another and um, seeing uh, one another's strengths and seeing how they interact with each other and then also uh, the second definition there, a grand reflection, can mean uh, thinking over what is most important. And so uh, it's, it's again sort of this discernment thing of uh, going back to uh, what is the most important here. Uh, what is the, uh, the thing that we want to focus on, the things that we want to think about, the story that we want to create. Um, and so between those two things, there's a grand reflection. Um, and then just one more note on that, it is a grand reflection, not the grand reflection. Um, and that's an important distinction because this is just one grand reflection among minis. This podcast, there's nothing special here. Um, I would hope that it would be something that facilitates more grand reflections to happen. Um, I would hope it'd be a, a starting point or um, a, 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 a place to uh, immerse in that a bit. Um, but I would hope also that it would just be one one place among many places where grand reflections happen. So that's the gist of a grand reflection, and uh, it's a messy first episode, but here it is. And uh, I would I would like to keep doing this. And if anybody has interests, please uh, let me know. Um, both interest in the podcast in general, ideas of how you think it might be better. Um, different uh, expertise that you might have that you would like to bring to the table so that we can all talk about and connect with other things, um, all that sort of stuff. Um, I hope to have a new episode out soon. I'm not quite sure when that's going to happen, but <laughs> uh, when I say soon, you know, within the next month uh, for sure. And, um, and we can start actually getting into the nitty gritty of this stuff rather than just a long drawn out, uh, you know, intro. But here it is. Uh, if you like it, come back. I'll see you next time. And uh, thanks for listening.